welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple and very common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve this issue, we're issuing a challenge. Each week, we sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent to my wonderful listeners. Exactamundo. We're simply here to help you do the do right thing. right thing. A doof media, media production. production. Um, yeah, I'm super nasal. The allergies are fucking killing me. I'm Yo, barely surviving. Yeah. You have a final due tonight and mm-hmm. what, one tomorrow as well. I have a final due at at uh, midnight within 10 hours, and I have one due tomorrow by midnight. I'm very proud of you, Jarvis. You're nearly mm-hmm. through. Um, uh, almost. Yeah. Um, right after this, I'm going to be recording um, the view from halfway down. So very busy day that we've got over here. Um, but um, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been a good time. I've, I've, I've been active as well. Without, oh, yeah, we, we talked a lot before this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I've been having a great time, so... Yeah, what have you been? Just, what have you been up to? Uh, honestly, besides uh, school, school work, I've just been doing as much rest and vibing as possible. I've been uh, doing my. I've been getting back back into writing since I haven't really been able to take the time to write anything that wasn't for like projects or, or tests right, right. And, and stuff. Um, and I'm all, I'm like seventy five percent of the way done with with Elden Ring, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I was about to ask if you'd beaten it yet. Uh, no, because I I honestly just haven't been able to dedicate enough time. But my uh, but my mage build is is top tier, top top tier. <laughs> you and your fucking mage builds. I never understand how you can possibly enjoy that game that way. Be, well, be because it it always feels like the game <laughs> isn't supposed to be played that way. Yeah, and then you do it anyway, and then I do it anyway, and then like you need the, to be a wizard. Yeah, well, see, but but the crazy thing is, I I am a mage build, but I mostly do like melee attacks because that, okay, that seems completely like the opposite of effective but well sure. see be, because the the uh, the game has this thing to where you can just add a magic uh affinity to any weapon okay um and it and it gives it magic magic damage plus a point point scaling and i have 60 in intelligence so no matter what weapon i like decide to do that with it'll do really solid damage because i've you know spent hours getting my my okay fucking this is up. too nerdy for me i need to move on jarvis yes yes it is okay, quite I, sorry I, yeah. I love stats but to speak okay, to can talk you about stats, turn the game down just very slightly it's been usually good but then sometimes you get excited and then it's just maxing out uh, sorry for my excitement. It's, it's okay. Yeah, you got to rein it in, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I do love stats. And speaking about stats, uh, on this week of Do the Right Thing, we got some fantastic stories, a plethora of stories even. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to talk about them. Actually, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to read two stories. Do you mind if I, if I just uh, jump into the first one right now? Yeah, sure. The first yes. story is by yeah. uh, uh, Wildbow. Well, I want to yes, read the story Wild by Wildbow. Wildbow sent a wonderful story. Mm-hmm. You know, our theme is brevity, and I think yes. he, he he wrote a piece that really uh, captured it. So uh, what were the words for this week, just before so I get into it? So the words for this week were favor, be, remind, and dribble. 
Okay, yeah, exactly. So let, let me let me just read this wonderful story by by Wildbow, our our resident professional author. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what what kind of masterpiece he's given it because I've I've enjoyed every one of his stories that he sent in. You know, so and I think this might be one of his best ones yet. So this one goes. Um, <clears throat> um, this is an untitled story by Wildbow. Oh, Beert, Beatrice said, as she walked through the hive carrying honey. Would you do me a favor and remind me? She bumped into another bee, dribbling honey onto the floor. Fuck. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, thank you for this masterpiece, Jarvis. Uh, or, or, the who? <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, thank you for this masterpiece, Wildbo. Um, you know, I got really excited when I saw a notification that mm-hmm. Wildbo had sent in a story. And, you know, I wasn't disappointed at all. So. Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, it, it is brief. It right? is brief. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah. Well, Bo was just kind of exercising, you know, that ability to to be super brief, and uh, you know, Wild Bo kind of has a thing with just like sprawling stories that kind of, uh, you know, it definitely take their 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 breathing space. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe yeah, this was just uh, Wild Bo showing that he can do both. You know, yeah. he can he can have these sprawling stories, and he can tell an excellent story within just a few sentences so mm-hmm. uh yeah, thanks, story thanks with great applications great applications you know the themes in here i mm-hmm. you know they're just a little bit too deep for me to truly um decipher at the moment but i think if i sleep on it i think i'll be able to to start getting some insights on it mm-hmm. so oh definitely definitely maybe yeah. maybe next week we'll, we'll kind of have like an episode just kind of dedicated to uh pulling out some of those themes um mm-hmm. so yeah so of course um, thank you to wildbo for yeah, i mean thank you basically giving us something on par with the bible right now yeah with the with the bible yeah yeah it's it's that good mm-hmm. um okay anyway all right so let's do the actual story which which one are we talking about this week we were talking about walker by faith story which is titled coming up short you're right. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the, the, the theme of this month is brevity. And so, uh, I was definitely looking out for a story that I, I would, would capture sort of one of the ways that you can use brevity. And I think the story definitely hits that. So, um, yeah, I'll just get into it. So the story is called coming up short by Walker by faith today. He scanned my items unenthusiastically, finally saying, that's $22.13. I looked down, checked again, my face reddening. Impatient sighs sounded behind me. I only have 22. Blank stare from the cashier. Can you do me a favor on the 13? I can take something off. Never mind, I interrupted. I left, ashamed. The past. After 45 minutes, I made it to the front of the line. The Crazy Bee was the park's newest thrill ride. Everyone wanted to try it. Hold up, the freckled attendant said. Step this way. I walked over to her, my head easily passing under the cartoon bee's outstretched hand. You have to be taller. I know, I interrupted. I left, ashamed. Today. Where's my Snickers? She was pouting, looking at my empty hands. They're out, I lied. You promised. I'm sorry. My face got redder as I tried not to cry in front of her. You suck, Dad. I know, I said, turning the tears away. I drove, ashamed. The past. 
This can't keep happening, my manager said, looking down at my cash drawer. Need I remind you, this till is your responsibility? I don't know. Let me stop you right there, Haas. A little dribble of 10 cents, a dollar, here and there is one thing. You are $58 short of today. What? How? I was shocked. In my pocket. It was in my pocket. But to him, I was shocked. Forget it. You're fired. I know, I said. I walked out, ashamed. Now. How did it happen? What do you think? The officer stands in the strobing blue glow of squad car lights. Looks like if he'd pulled up a little bit more past the intersection, he'd never have been hit. Don't know why he stopped short, another officer replies. How many? Two. Man, mid-thirties, and his daughter. Maybe ten? Maybe ten. The two are silent for long moments. Such a shame, both of them. Lives cut way too short. I know, I think, hovering above them. I drift off, ashamed. Well, all right, all right. I really do like this this story, how it's able to cover so much time of this one man and all of the moments that not only make him a, a shame, but, excuse me, also spell out his own shortcomings. Um, sort of expressing this persona's feelings on these e- events that he is at fault for um, in a very con- concise way that tells you a lot more than like three paragraphs filled with his thoughts could really do. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that this definitely does sort of hit the nail on the head when it comes to brevity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool because it's just like, it's focused on this one theme of, like stopping short and sort of not like giving that much effort basically, or just it, it, I really like some of the comments that we had here. Um, uh, just Stan said, um, interesting how his life echoes this theme. He never breaks free in his inner self as well as his actions. Sad, but very engaging. I think we all know someone who has this trail of failure in their lives. What would it take to change that pattern? Interchange first and then outer change follows or vice versa. Um, and then Walker by Face sort of elaborated on their own intentions. Um, uh, I dropped hints that in many situations, it was own, his own actions that led to his shortcomings. He stole his money from work. He, his pride didn't allow him to put something back to get his daughter the Snickers. He intentionally maybe stopped short to end it all. Um, and then the final shame. So a lot of times we blame life when it's really our own actions that lead to pain. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to put that. Um, and um, I definitely think this is an interesting story to outline that theme um yeah mm-hmm. i i do very much like the minimalist sort of uh way that this is told it's a lot of focus just on the dialogue right um there's not really any scene setting other than just like what's immediately relevant um but that never is an issue right um it's not like we need to see the little girl to know you know that she's <coughs> upset right um mm-hmm. Like, it was only on the, on the second read that I realized that that scene was happening, like, in the car, because they're they're driving um, when she's, like, looking at her empty hands, or his empty hands. Um, but, like, that doesn't matter, you know? Um, and, like, 
it, the information's there if I needed it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's a real accomplishment being able to portray that information in such a concise way. Like, uh, basically what uh, what you said, how we could tell so much about the daughter's disposition based off of what she says about this 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 main character. And how this story is so little, or I guess is so scarce when it comes to uh, to uh, dialogue, but we can all we can already mentally picture what could be said within these uh, these moments because of the word choice in the brevity of this story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that, um, that there's yeah, there's just some really nice expert craft going on throughout this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I will say, so the, I think the one section that I'm not entirely sure how well it's connecting is the part where it's about the uh, theme park ride. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that that's just like how Walker by Faith was putting in the word B. Um, but also it's like most of the rest of them, right, as we talked about, is like his pride prevented him from just putting something back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, and uh, he did steal from work, right? Um, but, uh, going to the theme park ride, I mean, the main, you know, bad thing he did there was just like, he knew that he wasn't going to be able to go on the ride and he tried to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's just like the inability to recognize his own, like shortcoming. Yeah. And to like accept it and just like, yeah, live with it. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, it, it does stand out as the only moment where his own actions does not dictate what consequence he is being mm-hmm. dealt. Right. But I think you you might have been on the the right track when you're saying how the inability of recognizing one's own shortcomings and one's own like faults could in fact lead into everything else that happened with within this 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 story. He stole money because he thought he would he would get uh, away with it. He probably drove not not in the right mind, thinking that that you know he would he would be be fine. Um, so I feel that that's the only way that that this section really does loop in. Um, but that is of course pulling at at strands, um, especially in a story where where everything else is so closely tied to the main theme that scene too for me also just stands out as a outlier yeah mm-hmm. um yeah yeah not that bad of it just like it's a little bit different from the rest i think um and i wonder how much of that is an intentional like you know different point that we're supposed to be connecting to 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 realize some other things and how much of that is just yeah it didn't it didn't fit as well yeah because um, i know that that scene made me feel I guess, sorry for the main yeah. character versus yeah. every other scene where I still feel sorry for him because this is just a, this whole story is just a list of all of the bad things mm-hmm. that, that have happened within his, his life. So I still do feel sorry for him, mm-hmm. but at, at least in those other sections, there is a, a element of, Oh, he did this to himself. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it is present to sort of get us on this, this uh, character side mm-hmm. so that Could we be. give him the benefit of the doubt throughout the rest of these events. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. It's interesting uh, too that two of the stories, the first one and the uh, second, the last one both have to do with just, a grocery store, you know, uh, cashiers. Um, it's interesting. 
I guess. There, I, I don't yeah. know. It's just because it's kind of like pathetic in both, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, being a teen and not being able to keep your, your job because you're stealing money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the other one of just like, damn, this guy's not even getting a 13 cent break. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's very that's very interesting. I don't know if it could be the words or the topic itself that has brought forth just two grocery store stories. Um, granted, mm-hmm. a lot of us have all worked in some sort of grocery store in some way, true. Shape, form, or fashion. I yeah, I, I worked at a bookstore and had the same sort of experience. You know, we, we sold Snickers. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, all right. I think it's high time to move on into our listener submitted story section. But thank you mm-hmm. so much to Walker by Faith, of course, for allowing us to read yeah, your, your yeah. story. Yeah, and, and Walker by Faith is, is really great about submitting stuff every week. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was looking forward to talking about another one of uh, his stories. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the first story we will be talking about this week is by Ace of Sword with Let's Kill Tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, I also like, I don't know, the play on it. It's just like, let's kill tonight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, to, to kill tonight. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Let's, anyway. let's kill tonight. Let's kill tonight. Yes, yes. So this is part of a series where our main viewpoint character is this woman with the, with the power of, like, whenever she's holding a bladed weapon, it becomes her dance partner, and she just kills everyone in the room. It's mm-hmm. been very enjoyable reading these stories. The last one, she got confronted by this, like, master hypnotist basically um that just like had the power to like mind control people and uh she was about to get mind controlled and here we it starts that way and it really seems like she's about to totally um lose as she's like yeah totally falling under the spell when um i think basically her dance partner her blade kind of Mm -hmm. acts on its own um and and makes her cut him and break his weapon and then uh, she just, yeah, stabs him right through the chest. <laughs> He's just super dead. Um, and uh, we finish with, uh, she's about to fight someone else before um, this gunman shows up and, and shoots this other woman um, and challenges her. And she ends with, uh, where do all these rude people keep coming from? The ones who keep keeping her from her dances. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that this is a nice continuation of the story. Of course, it is always great to uh, to see when a writer takes takes their time away from a piece so that they can come back and really and really give us something special. Which I think that that this uh, that this like uh, entry is. Uh, of course, the action is still really really good. Uh, I love a lot of the way that this dance is being described um it still sort of ha- holds that same mis- that same mystical magic that that did in the first uh entry um mm-hmm. and yeah I, I do really find it find it interesting on where this story is really going how we are meeting a lot more more characters and they're just cutting their 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 way through countless mobs um, but I am interested to see if this blade dance will hold up against a gun. Yeah, yeah. What I um, uh, find really good about the story uh, is the sword was trying to use brevity in the style, and I think that definitely comes across. Um, I don't know how much of that was in the sections before, um, but just like to read a couple sections. Um, like I, I like this little paragraph. Something was stuck on her blade. She grabbed it with two fingers, dragging it past the point before looking at it. A tarot card. The devil odd 
So it's just a really great um, sentence variety here with the sentence is something was stuck on her blade, easy little short sentence. And the next one's a little bit more complex, dragging mm-hmm. it past the point before looking at it. And then ending there with these little tiny bites, a tarot card, the devil odd. And that's, yeah, it's a wonderful little sentence variety mm-hmm. um, that definitely makes it feel nice and various. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of that messing in here. with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's like, you know, maybe a longer sentence describing things and then like a just little tiny short reaction from our viewpoint character. Like here at the beginning, as they decided if they should step forward or just wait for him to do so, he pressed a button at the side of the cane and several colored lights turned on along the length, bright enough to leave streaks in her vision, but she did not lose sight of the weapon. A nice long sentence and then a cheap trick. <laughs> so it's just nice. It just, you have this whole yeah. thing and you're characterizing mm-hmm. the the uh viewpoint character a bit too just through how you're describing things yeah it's uh kind of like a stinger mm-hmm. in a lot of ways which mm. what i do like i I, I, really, I really do like the time taken on the syntactical level within this story yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i quite liked it yes yeah definitely um but all right thank you very much uh ace of sword for submitting your story and up next is by nick you with co-workers dilemma mm-hmm so here is a almost entirely dialogue um, uh, story just about these two workers uh, looking into a, a manhole cover and deciding who is going to go in first. Uh, one is pressuring the other one. And you get sort of just some insight onto their dynamic mm-hmm. and um, just a little bit of what their work must be. You know, they have office parties uh, and... Um, and so they have that normal aspect, but they also have stuff with talking bees that they have to fight <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, so finally, the one of the characters convinces Ken to go down there first um, and uh, immediately starts running out as he's chased out by buzzing in the words, Canads, vous pensiez pouvoir nous échapper? Because it's the fucking talking bees again, which is <laughs> it's really it's funny. It's bee. good. Mm, yeah i mean this this whole whole story was really really funny i love the uh, back and forth dialogue that is telling you not so much about their dynamic we we can tell who is the straight man who is the who is the jokester um and i just really love how they're both just trying to convince the other so much that they owe the other person, so uh, they should yeah. should go down the hole. I don't know. It was it was really cute and it was really well um, well crafted throughout. And I think that the ending is hilarious, uh, and it it ends in a nice place where the joke isn't overstated uh, and the punchline main maintains its punchiness. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. In the little line in French, I, I just had to Google it just to, to make sure it translates to motherfuckers. You thought you could uh, escape us? Um, <laughs> you thought you could get away from us? It's yeah. it's great. It's really cute. Bees with a vendetta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love how they're speaking French too. It's a wonderful little touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But all right. Uh, up next is by Just Stan eight four six zero with Crash Course. Mm-hmm. One second. Yeah, this is also another cool story. Um, mostly just uh, dialogue. 
Um, the entire first section is just dialogues, just instructions, um, clearly from someone sort of tense and unable to interact in the scene and telling someone else what they need to do um, in order to do something, to op- operate something. And then we get a little cut and see um, the aftermath, which is uh, a newscast saying that um, uh, during a, a flying lesson, the uh, instructor became paralyzed and had to coach the uh, student and how to land a plane. And it was, yeah, it's a really cool little exercise in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this this was a really uh, interesting story. I do like how uh, it, it didn't start off with, with too many stakes, but, like, over the, the course of this instructor teaching the other person, I... Starts, you know, really, really, uh, really care for them and see the these things because they are, you know, in the air. Um, and yeah, I I just really did in, in enjoy the the story. It is brief, but it's it's directly to the point. There is like no real fluff within this, which I really do do like. Um, especially how most of the story is in dialogue, so it's, it really is. Excuse me. It, it it really is acting to push this this, this story forward as much as possible, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a great exercise in in brevity for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. Our final story for this week is by apathetic activist with a taste of old times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a nice little short sort of uh, reminiscence with our. Uh, main character sort of looking at um, honey in a in a wild hive and reminiscing on their relationship with their grandmother who would keep bees and just generally just sort of reminiscing and having that sort of moment um, uh, to just remember their grandmother and her relationship to beekeeping basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this is a really nice sentimental story that almost feels like timeless, you know. Um, I love a lot of the, what's it called? Uh, how the description of the action really does focus on these really small moments. Um, and the focusing on those small moments sort of makes this, this story what it is. I can see the slight little finger dipping into the, to the honey as this main character thinks of their like grandma. And I just think it's like really, really sweet overall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really, really great job. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. It's just a nice little beautiful sort of poetic. Um, yeah. Thinking about your grandparents and sort of mourning someone in, in your own specific way. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, all right. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who submitted your story. Uh, it is great to wake up on the morning and see that there's so many stories for us to read. And a lot of comments, and too. A lot and of a uh, lot discussion of back and forth. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, just Dan added a little thing. Um, questions for the group. Sort of getting people to talk about um, writing and asking, uh, what was your reason you decided to start writing? What is your journey so far in becoming a writer? And it was just some nice little discussion as people sort of uh, thought on those things and... Um, yeah, and just uh, what it is that's been motivating them to write and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is great. It's great to always be reminded mm-hmm. of of that reason. It uh, gives us our our power back when it comes to our creative spirit. Um, but all right, I would love to say thank you to everyone who did submit a story. So thank you very much to Ace of Sword. Thank you, Nick. To you. Thank you to Justin A four six zero. 
And thank you, Apathetic Activist. Mm -hmm, exactly. And I will also and like to say thank you to everyone who left comments. Leaving comments not only under your own story, but under someone else's can condense your ideas on your story for others to see. But you're also providing someone else with crucial feedback that can only improve them and you as writers. So thank you very much to Nick to you, Walker by Faith, Just Stand 8460, and and. Apathetic activist. Thank you so much for leaving comments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, yeah, if you want to be like all these wonderful writers and submit your story to Do the Right Thing, all you have to do is go to slash r slash uh, do the right thing on Reddit and um, uh, take a 30 minute timer and use three of the four randomly generated words announced at the end of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Jarvis, where should people go if they want to see words as soon as they come out? If you want to see words as soon as they come out, you should go to our Twitter which is at Right Thing Cast. We will post whatever the words are and, and when it will be re released on there every week. And also, uh, you should watch that closely in case anything, when it comes to the release schedule of this podcast or or anything else comes out, we will definitely post it there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this is coming out on a Wednesday as we might be switching to a Wednesday release schedule. We might actually have to switch that because... Um, I did, I forgot that view from halfway down also comes out on Wednesday, so it might be kind of a lot for me to to you have the same deadline for two podcasts. But um, we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll figure something out. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, when we do, it'll be announced on Twitter. So um, yeah, just uh, follow us at Right Thing Cast and uh, hit the bell. Mm -hmm. Hit the bell. Mm -hmm. All right, nice, nice. So um, wh why don't you tell me what's happening in Doof? Right. Uh, there's plenty of things going on in Doof Media. I want to say again that we're doing a BoJack Horseman fan art contest. Um, so if you are someone that does art or know someone that does art, we have cash prizes. And um, I think it would be really cool if y'all participated in stuff. I'm really excited to see the first works that come in whenever they do. Um, and of course, there's so much else going on. Um, they just covered uh, Dr. Strangelove at the Doofcast. Um, I'm really enjoying Power Reflections, although I'm like way behind um, uh, on on listening to that, that podcast. But... Um, I'm catching up uh, on Finishing Pale again. So, yeah, all excited about all those things. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and now I guess it's high time to roll into next week's words. Mm -hmm. um, which, of course, the theme for next week is still brevity for the month of May. So please submit your your story to us, but focus on brevity and, and conciseness of your prose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the words you will be using to create these fantastic stories are picture, woman, grimace, and trade. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so a picture is a um, representation of the world taken by a camera, um, mm -hmm. just sort of taking in the lights and, and recreating it. Um, it's sort of taken as a more um, realistic a snapshot of reality than like a painting would be, even though mm -hmm. it totally is arbitrary and also false. Um, it, you know, it's only that one angle. So it's really interesting pictures. Yes. Um, something could be picturesque, which is just, it's very pretty and mm -hmm. seems Perfect. like it's intentionally taken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, just generally it's like taking a single moment and capturing it visually. Um, woman is uh, the, typically the other gender binary, other from man. Um, and, uh, sort of, uh, th th philosophically is defined by its relationship with man. So that's, that's kind of interesting. I think, mm -hmm. uh, women are typically, um, associated with femininity and, um, with, uh, motherhood and, um, uh, certain aspects of 
of, of sexuality and beauty and a lot of a lot of things um i think mm-hmm. it's really interesting um it's always interesting to explore gender and stuff so um and next one is grimace which is sort of an expression that you make when you are sort of feeling pain more of a um it can be any kind of pain, but I think I associate it more with like mental pain, like yeah. seeing someone else being pain and you sort of grimace in association. Um, and the last one, which is uh, trade, which is to exchange one thing uh, for another, um, usually between two parties. Two parties. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so the fantastical br- brief story I'm going to be writing next week uh, takes place at McDonald's. Uh Um, I was waiting in line behind a woman who was really trying to um, trade her car keys for a Big Mac. She was really hungry, Mm -hmm. but she didn't have any any money or or any photo ID. But she did bring a really big picture of her family. Uh Um, So it's like, hey, this is me. Uh, I'm I can buy this. Um, But. All of a sudden, from uh, the back part of uh, McDonald's, this giant purple creature walks walks out. Oh my god! Grabs grabs the like woman <laughs> and swallows her 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 whole, giving a big smile to everyone in the Mc McDonald's. His name was Grimace. <laughs> Thank, thank you for that. I forget that they have one of their fucking characters <laughs> named Grimace. Why did they name a character Grimace. for a mascot of a, a little fast food place Grimace? Yeah. It's Especially so weird. It's like a giant fat purple yeah. thing. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Um, so I'm writing about... Um, so they're at the school, they had yearbook photos. They took pictures of everyone. And uh, then they printed them out on little cards for some reason. And then all the students started using them as a trading card game, right? And, um, you know, they, they had different values. Um, you know, the the ones of the, the teachers um, who were, like, women, they, they, those were more valuable. Um, you, you, you could get high scores. And um, the ones where they were not good pictures because of how rare they are, where someone had, a, like, a grimace, right? Oh. Um, those are worth extra, extra points. There's only a couple of those. And so they kind of made, like, a whole economy based off of these these trading cards. And then they all got expelled because that's fucking weird. What? <laughs> Ugh. I mean, yes, it's, it's a bit weird. But, but it's do the right thing, baby. Oof. Sure, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Do the right thing. That's the name of this podcast. We, we do it. We did it. Okay, bye. I love you.